DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Winning 19 of 21 has turned into losing five in a row. What is going on? It's a gigantic therapy session in the snow right now for Jazz fans. It's unacceptable, man. That loss last night was unacceptable. It was an embarrassment. I can spin it any other way you want. You want me to come on here and cheerlead? I can do that. But I'm going to speak the truth as I see it. And that was an inexcusable loss. With seven guys back-to-back and Gary Harris going, what was he, 0 for 13? 0 for 13. And come on. And you up by 15 at home in the third quarter exactly when we've seen a million teams run out of gas. So you put the pressure on them. Seal the deal. You know, sometimes this chemistry stuff, and we all love one another, that's all well and good when you're winning. But if you're losing, I want some heads cracked. I want some people yelling at guys and getting in their face and saying, this is unacceptable and I will not tolerate this whatsoever. I mean, you can love one another and have this greatest chemistry and and have the greatest locker room and everybody gets along and it's great and and all that stuff. Fine. But I don't care about that when you're losing. I only wanted this. You're paid to win ball games. You're all paid extremely well. And losing that game under no circumstances is acceptable. I can't think of one circumstance where that loss was acceptable. Not one. Neither can anybody else. No one's going to come and up with And they need to one. be held accountable and hold each other accountable. And may, maybe they need to not be loving one another so much. <laughs> you think that would fix it? I don't know. I, hence the word maybe. I don't have any answers here. But I, I think that's the thing about last night's loss is that really neither does anybody else. Because if they did, they would have used them last night. I mean, they were they were up fifteen. That game was there for the taking. That's uh, I don't know how they figure out these win percentages in the middle of games. I largely ignore that stuff. I think it's nonsense. But it would have been ninety nine percent. Everybody felt like they were going to win that game. It's fifteen point lead in the fourth quarter. You got this, or in the third quarter. It was ten yeah. in the fourth. Ten in the fourth is more important to me than fifteen in the yeah, third. I agree. Even though it's a smaller lead, it's so much later, and there's fewer yeah. possessions. This is the NBA, and these Den- guys, Denver's a great team. Yeah. Even with the guys out, they're still a great team. But too many turnovers, and they gave up too many offensive rebounds down the stretch, and they lose the game. Douglas says, being an all-star means you recognize when you don't have it, and you at some point stop forcing every possession, costing your team in five consecutive games. Mitchell will get it back, but selfishness costs the Jazz while he continually forced the action. No, he's 23. Uh, and uh, something to be said for growing some more. Uh, I didn't personally understand why Clarkson wasn't in at the end. He's so an offensive scoring threat. It's two different things here, uh, and I'm wondering which one you're talking about. There's one where he goes in the rotation at the end for the final four minutes, and there's another with you need a bucket, you call timeout, yeah, I'm thinking and you put end. him in. Basically, it's an offense-defense situation. It's like, hey, we got an offensive possession in here. I know you're not in the closing five, but we need a bucket right now. Yeah, and Mitchell didn't have it going on. Ingles offensively, in terms of scoring, since Conley come back, has been basically a no f- uh, non-factor. He doesn't shoot very often at all. Right. And I think it was four shots last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's impossible to get in any kind of rhythm. You're taking... Well, there aren't shots for everybody. Whatever, whatever it might be, it's yeah. still impossible to get into a rhythm. Yeah. And, and that Clarkson might be your best one-on-one player. Yes. And he just had a huge game against Denver. 
Right. When you start week. talking, it's all about matchups, which people have been saying about the NBA for decades. This is a hard matchup for Donovan Mitchell, and apparently, until they change him, it's not a hard matchup for Clarkson. Yeah. I mean, that, that game the other night was the last Thursday night. I mean, he was incredible. And then last night, he's 6-7. So, I did question why wasn't he in in that offensive, as you say, sh- subbing offense for defense. You know, why in that very, in that very last – I have no problem with that shot that Conley took. Absolutely none. It was a, he was open. And he the shot. If he'd hit that shot and won the game with any jazz fans that complained about star treatment and bad refereeing, because did he get away with a forearm and a push off to create space? Mm. Yes, he did. Sure. Mm. It happens. Yeah, yeah, right. When it's the other team. <laughs> when your guy <laughs> I know. clearly commits an offensive I know, foul. I know. That's gamesmanship. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't even bat an eyelash on that. Uh, and he, he missed the shot, obviously. But. I've got zero problem with it. I just I would have liked to seen another option out on that floor, and Clarkson, I think in terms of offense, is one of your five best offensive players. Tyson says no fight, no urgency, no desire, no ball movement, untimely turnovers, too soft, very hard to watch. Right. Five straight losses are always very hard to watch. Yeah, frustrating for sure. To the phones, Yuck. Travis, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. I am a dedicated U fan, faithful, and diehard 49ers fan. So, also a Jazz fan. It's been rough this year, seeing the ups and downs, like a roller coaster. But, you know, that win streak, I think, is going to level things out, you know, help level things out to control these losses. I'm just wondering where the intensity is. And, and the coach, are we lacking some, are we getting out coached on the court lately? You know, by uh, strategic matchups and and then these these players that aren't really experienced are just coming in and taking it from us, and it seems like it's just putting the Jazz in a place mentally where they they can't shake it off. Yeah, thanks for the call. I thought there was somewhat of a lack of intensity. I mean, they said it. I think Donovan Mitchell said it. You, know, you got to find a way to compete a little a little more desperate, and I think that's the. Uh, word that Quinn, he won't use the word desperate. He likes to say the word urgency. Yeah. By getting at the same thing. Yeah. And I want to see some of that. I want to see... Well, what I want to see, I can't say on, on, on the air. Uh, <laughs> you can wait to check yourself. Careful. <laughs> but I, want, but I really want to see but, that it's Friday night against when Portland. They, when they go on those yeah. runs that put them up 15 in the third and yeah. 10 in the fourth, it's not the time to relax and think, we got this, because there are still a 1,000 possessions left. But it is time to think, they're on the ropes. Let's bury them now. Because if 10 goes to, if you're up, it was nine points with seven minutes ago. I think the 10 point lead was with nine or 10 minutes left. When you're up nine points with seven minutes left, you're thinking, if we put a run on them now, it's over. Mm. If it's it's 15 with four minutes to go, 15 with four, it, 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 it can be done. I don't know if it's over, but it's on the way to being over. But instead, that's when I feel. The lack of ur- urgency, the little doubt, the little what oh, do we sure do? Oh, for sure, there's doubt now. It's like here what? we go again. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Now, now, what do we do now? Yeah. You know. I think there is doubt. I want to see the guys get fired up. I want to see, like I saw Bogdanovich earlier, you know, making a big three, pumping his fist, doing all those type of things. Well, when Clarkson throws the alley oop to Mitchell, you're thinking, 
okay, they can feel this, okay, we're going to break this streak, here we go, we're getting fired up, but then it goes flat again. You know, you see those moments and those plays, and the crowd is energized, the team's energized, yeah. Denver's calling timeout. Like, we, we've seen the Jazz do this so many times. Timeout, Mike Malone! <laughs> yeah, the call, you're like, quick, turn on the radio, I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see some more intensity. I want to see some more passion. And obviously, I want to see more shots made and less turnovers and better defense. I mean, that's more clinical. The turnovers uh, seem like they came in abundance, and they did. You, you just, you, obviously, you don't score at all off a turnover. Ten in the second yeah. half was just way too. And many. Did they have seven in the fourth? Something Probably, that seems that? about right, but I can't. I can't tell you the number that's for what sure. I had uh, seen, uh, but be more mentally tough. Right now, you're getting out mentally toughed. Yes. And toughed isn't a word. I know what you're getting at, though. But And I think that's that, more... That's a problem for me. Yeah. There's no reason for it. That's clearly a problem for the Jazz, too. Yeah, but... But doubt, doubt has crept into their mind, and they'd be in a tough spot during the streak, and they wouldn't have the doubt. Now, most, not all, but most of the opponents weren't as good. You should have been better than Denver under those circumstances. Now they have, and Jamal Murray had it going on, and he's one of those Kentucky guys that I love. Uh, I don't think that you have a player as good as Jokic. At least you didn't on Wednesday night in but, the arena. But having said all that, I don't think the problem, finally, was at the defensive end of the floor. I think it was uh, the doubt, the lack of killer instinct, just that momentary. And I think this is the biggest thing about Conley coming into the lineup, is that it... It isn't Conley. It said it's a different mix, and who's supposed to do what? Are the roles as well-defined? You hear coaches talk about that all the time. And that little bit of doubt is like, am I supposed to do this, or is he? What are we doing? That's a problem. It makes you way easier to defend. Okay, and that's all clinical and all that stuff, and I'm not but an it's still, guy. But it's still— I want to see still, passion, man. It's still—yeah. I want to see Jerry Sloan knock somebody on her butt. But doubt, usually— Doubt removes that passion. You stopping and you're thinking, and that's you're not aggressive, you're not assertive, and it shows up in a lot of different ways. See, that's why I can live with a Joe Ingles charge. At least it was an aggressive play. It was yeah. a decisive play. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that call, and it's not for or against the Jazz. I've always hated it when you get rid of the ball and your momentum carries you into someone, and the, the play is no longer there. The play is advanced to where the ball is. Mm-hmm. And then they call it. And it's nothing on the refs because he, he did it, so you got to call it. I hate the rule. After you've left the, after the ball has left you and you, the, the two of you are not involved in the play anymore. Then it should be a no call. Yeah. If you fall down, tough luck on you. You know, because the ball had advanced to Gobert at that point, right? That's that's where the ball was. Yeah, and then was. Gobert scored. Yeah. Yeah, Gobert went up and put yeah. it in. Yeah, and then they Honestly, take it I, away. I, when the whistle blew, I didn't see the charge because, like you say, the the play goes on and, right. I, and I'm watching. And I thought, did Gobert shove somebody to get that open? I thought it was going to be an offensive foul on Gobert watching I the game. I think most people assume that. I knew what it was because that always has stuck on my in my craw. Craw. That craw. And you're I don't watching. Like that, I don't like that play. But at least Joe was trying to make a play I can live with that and it's a turnover that is a dead ball turnover so at least it allows you to get your defense set up Bill good morning 
Good morning, guys. Hi, Bill. Uh, I'm out here in Pittsburgh, PA, with City of Bridges, so you guys got to keep me from going off one of those bridges. A little disappointed with the team. Well, right I only now. want you to walk over the bridge to go see a Pirates game. That's it, but don't jump off of it. All right, all right. They're another frustrating team, but we won't talk about them. Um, I'm just curious, do you guys think they could go back to the starting lineup they had when they were rolling and maybe just have Connolly come off the bench? And my other thought was, do you guys think there's going to be any movement at the trade deadline today? I would guess no, but I don't know on the movement at the trade deadline. I think that uh, Conley is in the starting lineup, I would think, for like 15 more games. If it stays a complete mess on the other side of the All-Star break, I think whatever their best lineup is, they've just got to go to it, regardless of anybody's feelings or anything, with about 15 games to go. And I don't think anything changes until then. Now, injuries will always you know, force, force your hand to do whatever is necessary. But assuming everybody is healthy, my guess is Conley's in the starting lineup for 15 more games, and they try to figure this out. My man Bill's still there? Yeah, Bill, think, Bill, Bill, Bill. You still yeah. there? I am. What's the name of that brother's place that has the good uh, pastrami? Permani Brothers. There you go. Love that place, man. Yeah, it's really good. Get one. Yeah, I agree. I think that somebody needs to take leadership and like get fired up. Whether it's Mitchell, whether it's Conley, whether it's Gobert, somebody needs to light a fire under them. Yeah, thanks thanks for taking my call. Yeah, see, I actually think that if there's a move, it's going to be around the edges. I don't know that there'll be a major move, but I think they're going to sink and swim or swim with Conley. No matter what, I don't think he's He's coming out. Ride it all the way to the finish line. Yeah. I think they made this trade, and I think they think, and I don't have necessarily a problem with that, with the line of thinking, is that if we're going to get where we're going to go, Conley's got to be an integral factor, and we can't cut him off at the knees. There's a lot of truth to that. We'll cut off somebody else at the knees, but we're not cutting <laughs> off him. You're not cutting him off? No. Yeah. I think that, uh, well, the, this whole thing about, you know, they can beat the good teams, but they can't beat the bad teams, and the, you, you know, because we've talked about this like 50 times, I've always doubted their ability in a playoff series to take down the Lakers or Clippers, if LeBron and Kawhi are healthy, their championship experience, I just think that's going to be a problem. And you look at the Jazz and how little playoff experience, for some guys maybe almost none, uh, Moutier, if you would put him back in, if you just yeah, totally take him. Well, I agree, but it, when, when Conley wasn't playing, he was playing. But he's not know. playing, though. I know. So Everybody else has got experience. You need his... 56 playoff games. And if you do the math, I think that's more playoff games than Donovan and Rudy combined. Four playoff series wins, they're going to need that if they're going to take down one of these teams in the second round. Now, you got to get to the second round and realize that just sounds like a stupid thing to say when they're losing five in a row and they've dropped to tied for fourth with Houston in the West. Uh, yeah. So it sounds stupid to be wondering, oh, how are you going to make the conference final? But if they're going to make a conference final, I think they need... That playoff experience that Conley brings, uh, I think they need everything to to, to get there, and they they believe Conley's uh, a critical component. I think it's like the Exum deal; they drafted him high, and they were going to give him every chance, and he kept getting injured, and he wasn't doing much, and they still gave him give chances. him another chance. Right. It was Dennis's high pick, and they're going to give him every chance in the book to succeed, and finally. It became obvious they got to make a move, and they did to their credit, and it was a terrific move. No one would, I don't think anybody would argue with that. But I think with Mike here, they're going to give him, he's, I think he's going to stay. 
I, 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 after 15 games, I think he's still going to be there. And I also think after you're talking about 15 games after the All-Star break, so that's basically 19 games. They got four more to go before the break. I also think in 19 games, he's going to be playing better. I think he's going to solve the issue himself. They may not win, but I don't think it's going to be all well, Conley. It's weird to come in and talk about this this morning because they just lost their fifth in a row, and that seems like it ought to be the headline. But, again, I thought last night was the best the offenses looked with him on the floor. They were doing stuff during the game. You know, they come out and they show the out of the replay, and they had the little numbers and show you how seven passes, and the ball changes side three times. And it wasn't sticking, and there wasn't that hesitation I was talking about. Now, that was also early in the game, and the game wasn't on the line, and there isn't all the pressure that there is in the final seven minutes, and then especially in the final two or three minutes when you played for, poorly for the last four minutes. So it's a different deal, but it, if you can put the result aside, and I get that's a hard thing to ask. If you put the result aside, I thought it was starting to look better. So maybe they are figuring it out, even though they aren't getting the results for it right now. Break time. When we come back, we'll talk with Bowler about all of this. Next, Joe Ingles is here in half an hour on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz lose their fifth straight game. The Nuggets win 98-95. They finish the game on a 17-5 run. The Joker with 31 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists in 40 minutes. Jazz off today. They play the Blazers tomorrow night, 8.30 on ESPN. Clippers dominate the Miami Heat, 128-111 the final score. The Memphis Grizzlies take down the Dallas Mavericks, 121-107. And the Boston Celtics pick up a win. Jason Tatum going for 33 points and a 116-100 win over the Magic. Toronto's won 12 in a row. They beat the Pacers 119-118. NBA trade deadline, 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Memphis sending Andre Iguodala to the Miami Heat. The Heat giving him a $30 million two-year contract extension. College Hoops. Utah State beats UNLV 69-54. The Utes host Stanford tonight at 8 on the Pac-12 Networks. BYU is at Portland at 8 o'clock on KJS 14. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf, West Valley, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Visit them today. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. On a ski slope at a grocery store, at a gas station, somebody's going to come up to you and say, what's going on with the Jazz? So let me ask you this, David. What's going on with the Jazz? So right now, we're not very good defensively. But I actually think in a lot of ways this takes us right back to the very start of the season. When the season started, my opinion of the Jazz from my numbers analysis was that they would have one of the number one, two, or three offenses in the NBA. And the question was whether or not they could be elite defensively still. If they were going to be middle of the pack defensively, they'd be really, really good. If they were elite defensively, they'd be great. Western Conference finalist, NBA finalist caliber team. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Bowler, good morning. David James, Patrick Kinahan, how are you? 
Uh, Sweet. We're, we're fine, but I use the term good morning loosely. Yes, Booner uh, would use it because, you know, you open your eyes, you're breathing, and your feet hit the floor. That's how Booner yeah, judges brother, a good morning. Yeah, that's Booner. Yeah, Booner would be that way. But, <laughs> but for people who judge it based on how cold it is, how much snow is on the ground, or if the Jazz won the night before, well, it's not such a good morning. No, it's not. It is not. I've been pondering your call for since last night's game. So uh, hard to dive into it. But uh, I read your uh, your tweet this morning, DJ, about uh, and, and fans' reaction to it. There are some interesting, um, you know, responses to to your question. Absolutely. I uh, wish I had answers, but we can work this out together. Hopefully. The defense looked much better, but in the last seven minutes, I thought the confidence level was shockingly low. The decision-making, all the turnovers, and then a couple of the offensive rebounds they gave up, those are just gut punches. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what's amazing is um, it was a game of runs back and forth. The other part of this equation is that Denver had seven healthy players that played, and you got 61 out of two of them in Jokic and Jamal Murray. Okay, but you move to the final, you know, six minutes of the game. The Jazz scored five points, uh, and you don't win basketball games anywhere, whether you're home or away, with that type of performance along with the critical turnovers that occurred down the stretch. Um, You know, I think defensively they looked better. They played, you know, uh, as Quinn likes to call it, connected. And, you know, they knocked down 14 threes, a great start, had a lead of uh, 15 points and just couldn't hold on to it. And you're, you bring up a great point. I was surprised of the, the the turnovers, which Eagles, I guess, makes you look like you're not confident and you're not connected. And, you know, that's how it played out. And Denver was just the opposite. They were on a mission knowing they were shorthanded and really took control of the game and were the more confident team. Uh, that's just plain and simple. They were, and that's how you won games on the road. But he, I think what is more stunning is that Mike Malone was so short on his bench that this team just used that as a rallying cry, and and the Jazz just seemed to be uh, a team that didn't understand. Um, you know, I, I think I, I, for my chair, what I saw last night too was urgency, the lack of, in, in a race uh, that now you know, includes teams that you have to beat to run yourself to the top of the West. And instead, you, you've taken a fall, five straight losses against teams that you have to beat. And now you lost two, you know, two consecutive games in a week to Denver. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time, a tough time. Uh, after the Jazz uh, were beating teams they should have beaten, right? 19 of 21, uh, lesser opponents. And now against teams you have to win, the Jazz have uh, definitely struggled. And then you have to start talking about integrating Mike Conley, and we can go wherever you want from there. But the shots, uh, the ones he demands, the one that Bogdanovich demands, Donovan and Rudy, Joe stills in the starting lineup, but yet has become less of an offensive uh, part of what the Jazz are doing right now. He's more of a facilitator, and that's really what he was doing when he struggled earlier in the season but off the bench. Now, though, as a starter, there's just not that many shots to come his way. And I think that's another part of the discussion as well. 
How much of it is just snowballing and they're losing confidence and they get in the end of the game thinking, oh, no, here we go. So it's more of a mental thing. And with that in mind, a couple of wins would correct it. PK, I think this whole thing's mental. You know, our jobs are that way, too. If you doubt yourself, you start to kind of, you know, push and get off of uh, what what got you there, so to speak. Um, This team, you know, has two all-stars, and that was another part of some of the responses this morning on Twitter. And, you know, the Jazz have struggled since that announcement on that Thursday night a week or so ago. Um, they They were struggling before. Uh, but I can't really believe that just because your name to an all-star team is, is going to put added would make you, you know, tumble like this as an t- entire team. I could see maybe a player, uh, maybe the pressure is a little high and you start to push a little bit, but you work through it. And hopefully the Jazz will. But, uh, you know, winning does always is, is the cure of all ills, PK, and I get it, but how do you get there? Because you have Portland tomorrow night. And you have, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about what Damian Lillard did just a few nights ago in Portland. And then you hit the road to play Harden and Westbrook. And then you have to go and play Porzingis and if Doncic is going to play with that ankle. So uh, then you finish with Miami, part of the All-Star break. So uh, this is this is if you want to test, this is it right before us. So when you say it's mostly mental, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's mental, but I think it comes in several different things. I think just recently now the losing streak's weighing on them because it felt like the way they lost the fifth game was different than the way they lost the first four. Maybe the all-star thing is part of that. Integrating Conley back in is part of that. You, I, I think Conley's playing fine now. Earlier he wasn't, but I think he's playing fine now. I think the hitch here is integrating him in and everybody knowing what their role is and what they're supposed to do. Sometimes it looks like there's a little hesitation, like, am I supposed to do that or is he? Yeah. Am I supposed to go get the ball? Am I supposed to let him? Should I give the ball up? And that little bit of hesitation, I think, makes you a lot easier to defend. Do you sense that hesitation in that when you're calling a game sometimes? You know, you kind of have the flow and you feel what's going on and then nothing's going on. You're like, guys, what? even I know something's supposed to come next. I can feel it. Yeah. No, that's another great point. I I think that equates into turnovers, too. If you hesitate, instead of just going with the flow and the natural flow of the game, there's just one little hitch, giddy-up, or hiccup, you know, turns of, you know has, a, has a turnover. And I saw that multiple times last night. You know, um, again, where the cutter would be, positioned on the floor, ball handling. And if you even, you know, if you, if you hesitate, then that's where some of the issues are starting to kind of swell up, in my opinion, instead of just being in the flow, uh, understanding where everybody's going to be. And, and I think, again, Mike's playing well. And I think, again, though, the integration part is part of the issue. And I'm, I keep looking at shots and, you know, where's Joe? But yet he has six assists last night. But look, Donovan took 24 shots. Bogdanovich took 18 Mike took 13, and Gobert got 10, um, and Joe got four. That's your starting lineup. And so Joe's going to have to work this out uh, and figure this out, too, on what his role is. But also he's the facilitator for Gobert. And, you know, Rudy, 
you know, was seven of ten last night. He got a double double and fourteen rebounds and sixteen points. But yet, you know, Joe has to be a guy that's going to have to find his own shots. And I don't know if they're going to come to him as easy as they were uh, prior to Mike's return. So, work in progress. It's a tough time to have it, but the Jazz are going to have to work through it, or they're going to take a tumble. They've gone from second to fifth in a matter of a week's time uh, in the Western Conference. And again, the schedule doesn't, excuse me, doesn't get you know any easier before the All Star break. Now, granted, they've got home games, but last night again, you had a you had an opportunity to just. To swipe away this this losing streak against you know a shorthanded Denver team and just couldn't get it done. Jokic, I'll be honest, dominates. He's he's an incredible talent, and Jamal Murray was a great uh, you know uh, partner for him last night of, of what they did against the Jazz. And you know you get sixty one points away. That's the other part is that there's there's just one or two players that have really stung the Jazz during this five game losing streak. Jokic is one. Jamal's another. You know you throw in Gordon. And Damian Lillard, and uh, you know, it's hard to say that one man or two men can beat you, but that's kind of what's happened lately. So Mitchell is the All Star. He usually leads the team in FGAs. He's only twenty three though, and I'm wondering if he has enough cred to just say, "Guys, I'm the leader of this team. This is not going to happen. Here's what we're going to do." And if not, are they missing someone who can do that? Um, I think he's done it before PK. I don't think that he is is a guy that uh, is lacking in confidence. Again, I can't climb inside his head, but I was in the locker room last night, and this was not a place you want to be. Um, uh, solemn, focused, um, self like you know, introspective of what we're doing. Donovan was right there, just in his chair. Uh, and again, it's a that's a situation you work through. Look, it's basketball. They're very good players on this team. All of a sudden, they just didn't become bad. Um, you know, talking to Matt and Thurl on broadcast, they both kind of predicted that they would go through this after the, the run of 19 of 21. And they know better than I do about the mindset of players and how this league and the schedule works. 82 games is a long run. And they both kind of thought, great, you know, you're winning and you're winning big and you have incredible amount of confidence. And all of a sudden, you stumble once, twice, three, four, five times. And now you have to work through that, um, the doubt and what's happened. But it comes against teams, too. And I think that's where fans are, are you know, disturbed because these are teams you have to beat if you want to climb in to a competitive spot as a number two or, or win the West. And I think that's what makes this even more disturbing is because it's the teams you're losing, you're losing to. Well, if I start talking about acceptable losses, PK's liable to lean over and take a swipe at me. You know, his New Jersey roots, he just can't handle that. Can't but, handle it, no. But, but when I look at these five games, I, I get why they lost in Denver, and I even get why they lost in Portland, and I'm completely with Matt and Thurl. When you've been hot and you get cold, it tends to snowball. And it's just how quickly did you dig yourself out of it. But Houston and Denver were really shorthanded, and San Antonio is not that good. So there's, to me, there's three losses in this that are way uglier than the other two. And, okay, so it happens, but when you're up by 10 in the fourth quarter, 15 in the third, 10 in the fourth, 
And, yeah. uh, I, I, I thought they had it solved and they were going to win the game. And then the last seven minutes were awful. You ought to see some of the stuff that we've been sent on Twitter just in the last 15 minutes. When you hang up, go look at it. Jeff Goldblum staring at a big, uh, taking the glasses off, staring at a big pile of dinosaur oh, dung. That. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, Jurassic Park reference. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was good. That, that, and that really does sum up the last seven minutes. Even the most, even the most positive jazz fan can't find anything in those last seven minutes. They were a mess. Well, you know, I'm looking at my score sheet last night, too. In the fourth quarter, Ingles did not score. Uh, Clarkson had five points but was not used in that closing lineup. Uh, Royce O'Neal um, did not, uh, did not uh, score. There was really nothing from the bench. It was basically left up to Donovan Conley and, and Rudy Gobert. And you had one bucket from Bogdanovich in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Jazz will be back to practice today. Uh, another game tomorrow. I thought the two get the two days off was something that you know that hadn't had occurred. I think in, since early December. Think about that two days of practice where you can actually go out and work together. And Quinn told me last night Clarkson had only practiced with the Jazz twice uh, prior to the two days uh, since he since the trade was made with Cleveland. Uh, but it's amazing Clarkson was able to integrate himself very quickly. And so that's the other part of the conversation is why is this an issue to integrate another player back into the lineup? Well, he's a starter for one. I get it. He's going to command offense uh, and touches. Uh, and the rest of the team is just going to have to try to figure this out, you know, Joe being one of them. Um, and, again, I think the other part of the discussion is, you know, when you talk to Quinn about starters and closers, that's the other part of this discussion, too, is, you know, do you stay with a hot hand, or you continue with rotations? And that's up to Quinn Snyder on how he's how he sees and feels it. Um, and and again, last night was just just a strange game again, where a team just seemed to be more passionate at the moment than the Jazz. And then again, doubt begins to set in. PK, uh, and as you guys know, we've been around this sport a long time. The mental side, the confidence side of this really weighs heavy in all the equations of wins and losses. And we didn't discuss this at all when the Jazz had won, you know, 19 of 21 because they had such an incredible amount of continuity. Gosh, it was just a thing of beauty watching the way the ball moved around the floor. We saw some of that again last night. But basically a collapse in the fourth quarter. And where that confidence went, I don't know. Uh, They're going to have to... You know, find that out for themselves. Well, we'll ask Joe Ingles. He's going to join us next. Bowler, thanks for a few minutes. Absolutely, guys. See you soon. Joe Ingles on the way. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Join Scotty and Hands Monday, noon to 3. Paint Anthony Jewelers, 329 Trolley Square, underneath the Spaghetti Factory. Joe Ingles coming up in a moment. We're hearing a lot from uh, jazz fans this morning. We are the youths of the NBA. We look dominant versus terrible teams, but when they play the real competition, the talent gets exposed. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. I'm not willing to go there just yet. 
Because I think virtually every team has a slump. The slump is lasting a little bit longer than I thought. I thought last night certainly they would have won. Didn't happen. And now I'm going into Friday nights thinking they're going to win. <laughs> At some point, if it continues, I'm not going to think that. But right now, I'm thinking that. And and what I'll do, and, and i got to put it on me. Tomorrow, I'm wearing my jazz hoodie. It's about time. I know. You've been holding out on that thing. Because I, I thought they are going to win, win, win. Yeah, I know. You don't want to use it and use up all the luck, you right. said, which sounds incredibly scientific on your, on your part. All right, DJ and PK, it's time to hear from Joe Ingles. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic... <laughs> And certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. (laughs) With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Uh, well, you know how jazz fans really love the team and the game's crazy and it's really fun to win? All that yep. energy during a losing streak doesn't go away. It goes into what's wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong, he's wrong, they're wrong. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been like a big old therapy session since the uh, – well, really, uh, even since the Rockets lost. Who are we kidding? Even one loss can send people into a tailspin. I had a great morning. I got to drop my daughter at school and um, hang out with her this morning and see Jacob. So um, my morning started off really well. So we'll go into practice now and – as we do when we win 19 out of whatever, 21, and when we lose five, we go and watch film and learn what we're doing good and bad and, and try and fix it. Do you feel any sense, I don't know if obligation is the right word, but a connection to try to win for the fans? Because I'm sure you've known being here for six years just how passionate they are. Oh, absolutely. Um, not that it changes on the home or road, because um, I think... If you're a jazz fan, you watch <laughs> religiously wherever, wherever we're playing yeah. or whoever we're playing. Um, but definitely, obviously, kind of more at home and you feel it at home because they're there. They're, they're sitting right there and they've, kind of like we've talked about before, they've, they've paid a lot of money to come and watch us play and, and they want good results and um, and so do we. We obviously... Like I've also said, we, we never go out there planning to lose or wanting to lose, but um, we're also, I don't think any team's ever gone 82-0. So there's, um, there's going to be ups and downs like there is in a, in a single game of, of teams on our runs. There's going to be um, times that we, we lose some games that we maybe we should win or we, we shouldn't have lost or whatever it is. But um, obviously being here as long as I've, I think, I think after me and Rudy are the kind of the two longest serving guys now. Um, yeah, you feel it because you know how passionate they are about it. So it's it's never fun to to lose, especially at home. And um, yeah, obviously we haven't been been playing our best. So it's it's on us to sort that out, fix it out, and um, fix it, and, and kind of come out whenever Friday and and 
do everything we can to, to get a win and break the streak. You know, the first four games, I thought some of the problems through those games were kind of the same issues you were dealing with, and I thought you solved a lot of them. I thought the defense uh, was way better. But the confidence level the last seven minutes, it seemed like the offense just got stuck in mud, and it had been pretty good for stretches earlier in the game. You got any idea what happened in those final seven or so minutes when everything got turned upside down? I mean, I think the Probably the biggest part was we had, I think we had seven turnovers, Coach said last night, in the last, um, like, six or seven minutes or whatever it was. Um, I think defensively we were pretty good for, for a lot of the game. Um, obviously, with them only having kind of seven, eight guys, they were going to play free and play, just kind of just let it let it play. Let, let, there was not, not, no, no one was getting benched from their team for making a mistake because they didn't have enough people. So I think we knew... They were going to go out there and play free and just, just kind of, not freestyle, but just kind of do what they do. And um, I think Jokic, with the numbers he's got, like he was out there 43 minutes. He was obviously going to touch the ball a lot. Um, regardless, they had, I think they had 96 or 94 or whatever they had for the game. Um, so I think defensively we were, we were pretty solid. I think, like you said, I think offensively at times we, we showed the way we, the, the way we uh, are really effective and then and obviously other times with turnovers and stuff like that it um, it hurts especially especially having six or seven in those last however long it was in the game because that's when obviously I think defensively we were, like I said we're pretty solid but if we're not scoring then your defense has to be really really good um, and I think like I said we, we held out defensively for a while but having those turnovers and not getting attempts up and um I think it was Tory Craig had a couple offensive rebounds at a, at a crucial time, and um, when a team's kind of as desperate as they were with with seven guys, that that changes the game and and obviously results in a, a loss for us. So during the heart of the win streak, you had scored in double figures, I think, in seven consecutive games. I know it because I'm looking at it right now. And obviously during the losing streak, you haven't scored in double figures in any of the games. I don't know that it's going to change as far as your number of field goal attempts. So my thought for you is if it stays this way, what can you do to help the team win outside of shooting and scoring? I can play defense, I can rebound, I can move the ball and get my teammates involved, um, and I can obviously shoot when, when it's open or when I when I get a look. So, um, yeah, I think it's... it's Not that it's, it's different. We, we've, offensively, I don't think we've, we've really had a, that big a problem in, in too many games. We, we were averaging 120-something points a game for a little while there. Um, I don't know what we are now, kind of over this streak or or the months of January, February, whatever. Um, but I think offensively we've got. Uh, I think I mean we everyone knows how much talent we've got offensively and um, what we've always kind of preached since I've been at the Jazz is is, is unselfishness and um, moving the ball and playing together and, and getting the best shot we can, whether that's. Donovan playing a pick and roll with Rudy and shooting the first one. If that's a great shot in, in the flow of our offense, then shoot it. If it's moving the ball side to side five times and getting a, a layup at the end of it, then, then that's what we do. And um, I feel like I embrace that maybe maybe more than anyone. I think that's what that's what I can really do to help the team by being out there to move the ball, 
Um, we've talked about this a million times. If the shot's there, I'm going to shoot it. But if it's not, I'm going to move the ball and try and get a good shot for our team. Um, whether that results in me shooting three shots or 15 shots um, is going to be different throughout the year. Um, I think it, I mean, it's, it's obviously clear like when Mike's not playing, I'm going to have the ball more and, and there's more shots available when he is. And he's been playing unbelievable. So we just figure it out. I'm not going to go home and be upset because I shot. I don't even know how many shots I shot. That's how much I care about it. Um, that's how we play. We've always played that way. And, um, I mean, it's been pretty successful um, over the time, and we just got to we just got to keep playing like that. I think we're we're going to keep figuring it out, keep figuring out different things, and playing a couple of new little new little offenses to to to, to hope, obviously hopefully get good shots for our team. And um, like I said, I think we will. I think we'll continue to get them. At times on offense, to us, and this may be you know just completely up in the night. I'll just say me, although I think other people you know watching the game see the same thing. But when I'm watching it, it looks like offensively, sometimes you're really in the flow and everybody knows where the ball is going. And it was really happening in the first quarter of that Nugget game. And and you got a lot of good shots. And different guys got hot. Gobert had some dunks. Bogey hit a three. And then Mike hit a bunch of threes. But there are other stretches in the game, and especially in a lot of turnovers, it looks like there's just a little bit of hesitation are the roles clearly defined? Does everybody know what's going on? Because you're thinking just a little bit. It throws the timing off, maybe the spacing, and next thing you know, you're turning the ball over. Do you feel like with Mike coming back and different guys in different roles that everybody knows exactly and you're all on the same page? Uh, yeah, uh, I think for, for kind of more than not, uh, I think there's there's definitely times in, in every game um, that – you like you. Every every team's got their their kind of flow offense. They run pretty consistently, and you get up and down, and that's what you're in most of the time. And then there's other times that you pick and choose who you want to attack, or or, or def- obviously defensively, if there's someone, or if if Donovan's feeling it, or Mike's feeling it, something that we can get them a shot. And sometimes those shots might be a little bit more contested or something, but that's what we want to run because Donovan's feeling it or, or whatever it is. And we, we have obviously have confidence in our guys that when we run something for someone, we can execute pretty well and, and get a good look. Um, there's, I mean, there's always going to be times that, who knows if it's a, a miscommunication or, or whatever it is, that someone's in the wrong spot or cuts to or The funny thing too is like, we're playing it like they're they're trying as well they're really trying to stop us as we are trying to score so um, there's times that teams might just play good defense they might be in the right spot or they might beat me to a spot or beat Donovan or get underneath and not let Rudy roll whatever that that kind of option is Um, but I mean there's always no doubt there's always um, things we can can tighten up and fix and, and be better at. I, I, I would never. I don't think I've ever come on this show and said we've been been perfect. Or, um, even on our when we won 19 or whatever it was, there was we were we were watching the same film and, and coach was getting mad at the same things of, of stuff that we continually were doing wrong or uh, stuff that we'd done consecutively in a game. So. Um, I mean, we're not. I'm, I'm definitely not going to ride the highs and lows. I, I understand the the frustration part of it from from a fan, or from, and obviously we we go in there and we we watch film and we practice and we um, we don't take it lightheartedly. We don't. We're not all 
throwing a party every night at the moment, but <laughs> um, I guess with my situation and the perspective, it's it, it is a it is a game, and I'm going to enjoy my time with my family when I can, and when I go to practice, we we do what we do. So um, I have no doubt we'll, we'll turn it around as a group, and we'll be better, and we'll play well, and we'll win a lot more games this year, and um, this five game streak or, or whatever it is will will be a, a distant memory. So. When you started playing big minutes, I think you'd come on and I would try to say, Joe, you got to shoot more. And you'd just basically <laughs> tell me to do something to myself. And, you know, <laughs> you know you've been consistent. I got to say, even even today, you're consistent on you don't even know how many shots you take. So there's no point in asking you to shoot more because you just you're, you're going to give the same answer every time. And I respect that. I've got no problem with that. I want to hide it. Deep down, <laughs> you hide it. No, he and doesn't I love it. He doesn't, but I'll tell you this, Joe, I do, with the passion of a thousand well, There's signs. no point in telling you to shoot more because you're just going to flip me off, and so it's a waste of time. I'll, I'll guarantee you I'll shoot more if it's the right shot. Right, 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 you're right. I promise you. You're absolutely right, and I get that 100%. But my thought for you is how hard is it to find any kind of rhythm shooting when you're not shooting a lot? You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So how hard is it then? <laughs> um, I mean, not really. It's not like I, I run up and down the court and like don't touch the ball at all. Like I don't. Like I, I still run a bit of point. I, I obviously am involved in, in different sets and different whatever it is, and I run down the ball. I've got every freedom in the world to take it down the court. And, um. It's yeah. I don't. I, I think uh, if uh, I mean, I feel like I do enough behind the scenes and at practice and pre-game and post-game or whatever it is. To if I get if I have one shot for the game and I it's a clean good look, I feel like I am going to make the shot. Yeah. Um. Like, do I make them all? No. Is everybody? Is anybody perfect? No. But I feel like I do enough work to if if I shoot one shot or, or twenty shots. Um. I feel like it's going to go in, um, and that's that's. Uh, I think anyone in our team, I think you you feel um, confident in in what we do, what we do behind the scenes, the film we watch, the practice we do. Um, that if we we get a good look, we're we're going to take it. And like I said, if that's one or or, or twenty. So I guess the thing I would say to uh, follow up on PK is that uh, you know you're a good teammate. You want to get everyone else involved, and if you've ever played at any level, even if it's just a three-on-three pickup game with someone who won't pass, it it just irritates everybody. And you go overboard in how you play and what you say to make sure everybody knows you're going to move the ball. I wonder, and you probably can't answer this because you can't step outside yourself, I wonder if you fully appreciate the positive impact you have on the team when you shoot. Um, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as, like I said, as boring as it is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the right way. Uh, I've always played that way. Um, I'm never going to... My, my biggest... Joy is is obviously is obviously winning. Um, yeah. What comes with that is is being a good teammate and moving the ball and getting my teammates involved. And um, not that anyone out there is, I don't think anyone out there plays for stats or plays for individual accolades or anything like that. 
um, they're great and they they're like having two all stars is unbelievable and those guys thoroughly deserve it. Um, I, I couldn't care less if I make anything or don't make anything or whatever it is. I want to win win games and um, and help my teammates and I think I, I can do that at a higher level and um, that's what I enjoy doing. That's what first got me into the game. I started playing because I wanted to play with teammates and enjoy the, the fun of having teammates and playing with them and um, if not I would have gone and played an individual sport that was purely based on whether I was good or not and if I was then great if I wasn't then it's your fault um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I personally hate individual sports but um, that's why I started playing to that exact reason what you're talking about and, um, I understand I mean there's, there's obviously been games and I've, I've shot a lot and we win and I'm sure it's happened the other way I'm sure we've lost uh, I'm sure we've lost other games with me shooting a lot um, but like I said it's, I'm going to play the right way and um, the right way for me is, is getting my teammates involved playing defence and obviously obviously trying to win so um, what's been happening the last five maybe I can be more aggressive and, and try and figure it out and um, like you said maybe that's what we, we need a little bit more Um like I said, we'll go in. I'm about to have breakfast with my wife now, which I don't ever get to do, which I'm really excited about. And then I'm going to go into practice and watch film and get better. And if that's the coach is telling me to be more aggressive, then I'll put my head down and, and be more aggressive. So next week, Joe Quick, at this time is All-Star break. How important is it to have some momentum going into All-Star, All-Star break for the team? I mean, all star break or not, we want momentum. <laughs> yeah, okay. At any point, especially yeah. right now. Um, you go, I mean, we don't want to go in. I don't know how many you've got. I think we've got three left, maybe. Four, four left. Four. Um, we don't want to go in with a eight, nine, whatever game, losing streak. Um, we obviously want to go in with, with a good feeling and then kind of have your break and get refreshed and, and start the season again um, on the right foot. So, um, yeah, I think we. We, we do what we can to, to play as well as we can and get some wins in these next four. And then we, we regardless of what our record is or streak or wins or losses or whatever, we go into the break and everyone uses that um, smartly and, and we come back and, and be ready to go for that for that kind of last chunk of the season. Jazz fans also wanted you and Bogey in the three-point shootout, but I take from reading social media that that's Zach Lowe's fault. <laughs> A part of it is. Um, I can't believe he... If you listen to the podcast that I did with Zach, he heavily favours other people to go in. He's never, ever supported me doing it, so I'm a bit disappointed in him. Um, but, again, like I said before, I absolutely could not care less because it means I get to spend six, seven days with my family and the kids and, um, yeah, just enjoy some time with, with the three people that mean the most. We'll go have breakfast with your wife. Thanks for a few minutes uh, with jazz fans, and we will... Uh, Flat white with the extra shot. Nice and strong. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you Friday night have against Portland. All right. Joe Ingles joined us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Come on with a good attitude and a five-game losing streak. We don't take that for granted, PK. Well, I think that Joe has been consistent in what he said with not getting the getting involved in the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you got to be true to who you are. 
All right, DJ and PK, uh, your reaction to the game, the streak, bowler, Joe's visit, all of that. We'll do that next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.